All right, this is the Yay. I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is the Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. We have a fantastic guest, our last one for 2019, Rico Anderson. Yeah. Let's go All right. All right. It's like any other SNL, you know. You get, get the big dog in. You know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for the last uh, episode. Yeah. No, no, no. Norman said that uh, you'd be in town, and uh, so we brought you on. You're a veteran actor. Are you a creative as well? I am, I am. Yeah. I mean, I write, and uh-huh. uh, you know, I, most of it is acting. But, but I, you know, I, I, I try to get out there and you know, create my own work as well. Nice. I'm a huge sci-fi fan, so I'm, I'm right. creating a uh, creating a, a, a sci-fi anthology. That, oh, nice. That deals with a lot of time travel. I'm a huge fan of time travel. So wow. Well, hey, me too. Yeah, and yeah. we'll, you know, whenever you put it out there, we'll pump it, and you know, awesome. try to get as many uh, audiences there. So cool. fantastic. Cool. Did you have a wonderful Christmas holiday season? I did. I did. Yeah. I, um, up here with the family. You know, cool. uh, mom. Mom still here in the bay and my two million siblings <laughs> and nieces and nephews and yeah. uh, it's it's great you know it, look it's always great to come home to the bay and it's always great to you know just recharge relax and and just you know as as uh as, as martin lawrence said in uh bad boys Usa. <laughs> you know, exactly. sometimes it's a little hard with with a lot of family, and I, sure. you know, I say that out of love, but mm-hmm. you know, still yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Only yeah, way no. from LA. I, I was done after Thanksgiving. I was like, okay, y'all, that was it <laughs> yeah. for the year. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, you had a world tour. You were visiting yeah. several families. I, I went to I went to Boston, came back on Friday after Thanksgiving. Saturday wow. morning was on a seven forty flight back to LA. Ooh. I mean San Diego. No, seven oh five flight. Yeah, seven oh five flight to San Diego. Okay. Rolled in there, walked right out of the airport, went straight to the beach, and we did a big family photo shoot. That's nice. beautiful. That's hey, nice, that's, that's way to do it. Well, I was like, okay, I knew it was coming, so I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by midday, yeah. you're like, I, I, I'm done. I'm done, <laughs> and I was done when I got off the plane. Yeah. I, I always say, you know, before I walk in the house, and again, I say that this with nothing but love, mm-hmm. you know, for my for my family, whom I love dearly, you know. But it's like, you know, when you when you come from a big family and you're about to walk in the door, it's like you stand right there at the door. You have your hand on the doorknob. Right. And you just have to stop and go. <sighs> yep. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Yes, exactly. you know, and it's it is on. Especially, <laughs> with, especially with certain family members, you'd really have to steal yourself. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, it's, gotcha. it's never like how it is on TV. I always, you know, these commercials, especially these Christmas commercials, it's like everyone has a wonderful home, everyone has a wonderful family, oh, the yeah. kids are all, you know, whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, where are these families coming from? Right. No, they got to <laughs> show that tree that's about to fall over. <laughs> yeah. And ours did. Ours did. Oh no. Really? Right. Yeah. Well, the the uh, <laughs> the plan, Yeah, the base wasn't. Big enough. We, we had another one, but mom used the, the first one, and it, over it went. Now, was this a real tree? <laughs> it was a real tree. Oh, no. Yeah. no. And it almost hit my little nephew. CPS, don't come to that. <laughs> and, uh, no, but we grabbed the other base. Everything was fine. But it's oh, like, funny. Yeah, yeah. No, your so. mom sounds real old school. I mean, you know, six kids and all this stuff. And we'll yeah. learn more about uh, your family. Mm. Norman, as I ask uh, you every week, how was we, we survive anytime at Christmas. Anytime a holiday is a quiet holiday, I'm a happy man. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife is Jewish, uh, so what we've been doing, we started with Christmas, I think, and then we just started doing the holidays, mm-hmm. where like especially if it's a three day weekend kind of thing, yeah. we'll go to take a big bike ride somewhere. So I don't know if you know, but the Richmond San Rafael Bridge just opened a bike path. Mm. Just okay. like uh, about a month ago. Not surprised. I mean, look at the bay. Bridge. It's been it coming goes. forever. Well, yeah. the bay only goes halfway. This goes right. all the way across. Nice. It's a nice ride. And the first day, we did it on the first day, and it was um, 
we rode, so you, you go down to where the foot of the bridge is. So suddenly we're down in the fog, and it's like, oh, it's going to be fog. <laughs> as soon as you hit the roadway, within minutes, you are suddenly rising above the fog. And then you see the fog. And so it was beautiful riding out because there was this bed of fog this just completely across the bay. And we're up in the sunshine, and we can see where we're going, where it's also sunny. I'm like, this is beautiful. This is great. And by the time we came back, it had burned off. So for Christmas, we went, and nobody out there, uh, maybe two or three people passed us on the way out. We passed, maybe half a dozen people coming back. No, there just really wasn't anybody out Very there. Very nice. It was yeah. wonderful. And then we get over there, and we're like, well, I said, I want I wanted something warm. It wasn't so much food. I wanted some warm liquid. So we start trying to find places. Of course, it's Christmas. Everybody's close. Yeah. So we get over to there, and we start passing these little Guatemalan restaurants. And they're not just open. They are packed. Mm. And we find one little divey-looking one that is not packed. And we go in there and just order a couple of uh, – I don't know what they call it, but it's basically a gordita. Mm. Mm-hmm. But fresh made. I mean, mm-hmm. it, you know, I, somebody's hands, like, made that thing, and then they fried it. And then it was good. You know, and, and some of their coffee, which was Nescafe. Nescafe. Look, so what they do is oh they tell God. you it's not even on the menu, but it's sitting out there. And I go over to check because it's one of them big things with, right. the, with the spigot. Right. And I'm like, uh, and I look and I'm like, you can see in the glass, it's like, that's water. And then I see the jar and I'm like, oh, shit. So I say, just tell them my wife was ordering. So she had to order in Spanish. Um, she orders, says coffee. Uh-huh. He says, cool. He, pay, he, he charges us for the coffee. I have to go over and make it up myself. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I start that. <laughs> All I care was hot. It was hot. It was yeah, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we rode yeah, yeah. back. And then you were talking about family. Um, my stepmother had to get a new iPhone. And she's panicked about it. So Mara has to go with her to do this. And they got the phone. And then we took a little walk together. And then they said, Mara said, oh, well, we already downloaded everything onto her laptop. So she can just load it back onto the new phone. You need a Wi-Fi. You need you need to be connected to the internet for this to happen. Yeah, because they I guess <coughs> Apple has to connect yeah, to whatever. Right. Yeah. Probably so iCloud stuff. They yeah. can't do it. But she's like, it's simple. It's all on your laptop. You just have to hit. There's a button you hit, and it just loads right back on. Yeah. We get home <laughs> about forty minutes later. There's this phone call. She's panicked. <laughs> she can't do it. Panic? Oh, okay. Yeah. So then she's <laughs> freaking out. Well, the screen came up and it said this and it said that. And so I'm listening to this for a while. Mars like, no, no, no. So, no. So, so, mom, look, see the arrow back up. Find that back, back up. Right. right. Okay. Right. Now you're in this screen. This is a comedy sketch all button. by itself. <laughs> yeah. So it was hilarious. Yeah. After about five minutes of this, I went upstairs and I ran a bath. <laughs> I climbed in the tub. Yeah. And I was in there for about half an hour before she got off that yeah. phone call. I have learned, being the tech person in my family, and actually my sister, if I'm going to give anyone a tech gift, I'll just set it up all by myself mm-hmm. before I even give it to them. Right. It's like, boom, it's done. <clears throat> Here it is. Well, I said, so in the future, <clears throat> hopefully we won't be getting another one anytime soon, but in the future, because I, I started to say, well, I did say, let's go back to the house, because we mm-hmm. were relatively close to our house. Let's go back to the house. Well, no, this is her car, and you drove in another car so we can go home. She doesn't have to go back to our house and then go home. 
I'm like, okay, I didn't say anything. So I said, in the future, I will speak up. Yeah. I will advocate strongly that yeah. you stand there with your hand on her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Or, like you said, just do it yourself. Yeah. It, it kills just uh, all sorts of anxiety and all the things that you know you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Especially yeah. if somebody's not tech savvy. And yeah. Like, Are you tech savvy, Rico? I am sort of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not even kind of, sort of. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I know the basics. Um I, I I honestly am a little ashamed to not be more than I feel I should be, especially, you know, as an actor in L.A. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you need to be able to – it helps if you know how to edit. It helps if you know – Oh, that's right, because you're doing the video. Exactly, yeah. Video well, auditions, yeah. And, yeah and, and, and I have a friend who uh, – a really good buddy uh, who, who's, who's an editor, <laughs> but, you know – it. For the most part, you always want to be able to do your own stuff. Sure. And w- uh, nowadays, you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, uh, self tapes. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. D- yeah. That's demanding. Yeah. So you really want to know what you're doing. Just in the you know in the in the case of you know you're with somebody, you're self taping it, you're throwing it on the computer, mm-hmm. you're doing whatever little editing, blah blah blah. <laughs> So you want to know the basics. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know the basics yet. Yeah. I got to learn. I got to learn. I mean, it's almost like at this point in time, After you all really don't. I know. I know. <laughs> I, know. Yeah. I know. No, but it is changing it's so quick. And that was uh, her thing. Yeah. And she's like, I just hate this. She's like whispering in the Verizon store. This is like planned obsolescence. I, I just bought this phone four years ago, yeah. and I have to get a new phone. Yeah. I just think that's wrong. It's and I'm looking at her thinking, and you might be dead before you have to give another. So we ain't going to have this conversation. I'm yeah, like, yeah exactly. Just got to learn it. Just got to learn it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's I think there was a study that Apple, I guess there was a, um, a consumer rights group that said that the phones, whether it be Apple or Android, are designed to lose yeah, or to, mm-hmm. to, to, to malfunction yeah. within two years because they want you to buy a new phone. Yep. You know, if you have a phone for five, six, seven years, right. how can they make a profit? Well, they say also that, that the um, – I, I guess the data starts to slow down some. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Before you know it, it's just like it's taking forever for something very simple like Facebook to load up. Sure. Right. Yeah. And you know you're dying right there. Just yeah. Going, okay. Come and on. there are all these mm-hmm. updates. Every every yeah. software developer has you know, has an update. It's an update. And then of course you have to have a, a better phone. Yeah. To Wait, deal with the updates. My my, uh, my driving app. Yeah. Um, yeah. Used to pop up. Now it opening window pops up. It used to be I, I barely right. saw the opening window, and now it's it's there. Do you have Cookie Monster telling you where to go? <laughs> you know, oh, wow. Yeah, you have the Cookie Monster now as the, as wow. the uh, option. No, I just use the straight one. I, I, I hear oh, people. I've like, heard oh, that Samuel L. Jackson, you can get him to, ah, to be Siri. Uh, for Siri. No, is it Siri or is it uh, Alexa? It's Alexa. Oh, it is Alexa. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And he'll cuss at you, too, if you want. You <laughs> right. have that option of uh, clean Sam Jackson yeah. or mother. I don't know if we can cuss here, but we can. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Right, yeah, exactly. Sam Jackson. <laughs> And that's a cool gig for actors. I mean, your voice, voice. Have you done voice work? I have. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a great thing. You know what's funny? A lot of actors don't do it, and I'm just like, why? Right. It's, it's, it's acting. It's, it's acting. Yeah. You're like, well, well I just don't. Right. And I'm like, dude, you can do this shit in your underwear. That's right. I mean, that's right. you can record auditions. I mean, it's right. And one like national commercial for say like Subway or mm-hmm. McDonald's. Yeah. Is like a national commercial on camera. So it's mm-hmm. and there's so much work. Mm-hmm. There's so yeah. much voiceover. Everything is voiceover now. Yeah. Right? yeah, especially video games. I mean, I, oh, I yeah. did a video game biggest. thing and I made right. a lot of money yeah. on that. Yeah, so that's, there you go. That's one of the biggest. And you become <coughs> depending on like the character that you play. Yeah, in the video games. You 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 have uh you know you get 
like fan followings and, and oh sure right and people really Real like popular. you know are digging mm-hmm. what you're doing with that character oh, yeah. And, yeah and they, that's where you get invited to conventions you got all you know you mm-hmm. sign autographs nice you got a nice little fan base when it comes to like because you know nerds we we <laughs> we come we come strong yeah, that's exactly strong right so, uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah voiceovers is, that's is cool great. so we got some um current events and um there's so let's see i always try to mix it up with Did politics and also Oh, Trump? Well, no. There was a picture of him and Melania. Apparently someone had called. Oh, this is a, a interesting. I wish I could do video on this thing. But in any case, uh. it, for folks, search for um, uh, Donald Trump, Melania Trump Christmas video, and you'll see it. And apparently they have, like, the driest video mm-hmm. of them. Me and Melania mm-hmm. wish you a Merry Christmas or whatever, and they're not smiling. It's just as dead as possible. And then, and then someone compared it to a video he did commemorating 9-11. Oh. And how chippy he was. Right. Oh, right, right. <coughs> and it's right, just it's you're right. like, where are these people from? And, you know, even Melania Trump was just very dead, you know. I mean, her face doesn't move at all. Right. I was going to say, yeah. so, you know, you can't really tell if she actually is smiling. Right. Or not, so. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Well, so. it's the eyes. You can, if, if they're slick, <laughs> right. she's smiling. Yeah. Chris Rock actually did the funny. He, he, he posted the funniest thing. He, mm-hmm. he posted a picture of, of, of Melania, mm-hmm. and it said, why does Melania Trump always look like she's trying to figure out who the hell you are? Right. Because you know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like. Right. Yeah, squinting. Squint, exactly. squint, squint. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> now, you mentioned Eddie Murphy. So this is, this is a current event. So okay. apparently he, had a, he has a beef with Bill Cosby, who, of course, is in jail. Uh, you know, this is back in the day oh, where back in the day. Cosby, can, when he did his pound cake speech and was like, black people need to right, be right. Yeah. And you black men need to pull up your pants and all that sort of right. stuff. And these black comedians need to stop cussing. Right. Did he call out actual comedians? like Eddie Oh, yeah. Comedian? Okay. A- and it, this is like back in the day. I remember, yeah. <coughs> and Eddie Murphy had a thing, I think this was back in his raw days, where right. he was like, you know, Bill Cosby called me up and I had to yeah, call yeah. – um, um, uh, Pryor, Richard Pryor. Oh. And Richard Pryor told him to shut the F up and blah, 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 blah. Right. So in any case, on Saturday Night Live, he threw a diss on Bill Cosby. It's like, oh. well, you know, 30 years ago, who would have known that <laughs> that, uh, that Bill there. Cosby went to jail and I'm, mm. the, I'm the staring tanded bearer and I'm going to school, you know, going right. picking up my kids at school or whatever. And his defense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. So his defense is, well, no, they they knew I was giving them a drug, and and they wanted to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so wait a minute, your role model, and this is your defense. Yeah, <laughs> it, it gets even funnier. So his his Cosby, his lawyer, is still right. working for him, although right. he's in jail. Basically, put out a press release saying, you know, it's just horrible how these black comedians are are just dissing Bill Cosby, who paved the way. For these comedians, they they would not be at Eddie Murphy if it weren't for Bill Cosby, mm. blah blah blah, which is just crazy. I mean, just it totally right. disrespects um, um, Richard Pryor, Pryer. Richard Pryor, yeah. who that's really was right. a standard. <clears throat> right, that's what I would right. say. Yeah, exactly. For what Eddie was doing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wasn't it? Um, wasn't it? Oh God, I just I literally just went. Uh. I, I had something. It was good. yeah. Uh. <laughs> it was something. It'll come back. Yeah. It was. Ah, okay. Anyway, moving on. I'll yeah, jump in. Pryor, Pryor. Yeah. yeah, that's that's who that's who opened those doors. Sure. Richard, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Cosby did something Fox else. And, you know, well, I was gonna say before that, Red Fox. Red Fox. Sure. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, right, right, right. 
Yeah, that was the other door. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about everybody. I mean, yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. politely went through the front door. All these other folks was at the back door making noise and right. cracking mm-hmm. folks up. Well, Bill yeah. Cosby was America's dad. So, you know, right. he was the one that everyone, like, you know, hey, Mr. Cosby, you know, right. you're the one. He was like the old man that everybody crowds around and listens to. Sure. But, I mean, even his stories. old stuff, because apparently his wife told him early on, she's like, well, what would happen tomorrow if you woke up and you weren't black? And he looked at his act and went, oh. So that's when you get why is there air and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, because he realized I need to expand what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, right. and the record's like to my brother Russell, you know, it's all very yeah. nice and clean and yeah. all that sort of stuff, which opened doors for him. It did. But and for other people <coughs> in their yeah. way, but what yeah. opened the door for Eddie was Richard Pryor's crazy ass. Most right, exactly. Most exactly. Definitely. Well, just the whole storytelling and, and just mm-hmm. you know, hit the, the the way of uh, going, you know, like the back and forth, you know, when you're when you're when you're telling the comedy, it's sure. like you're you're one person, then you turn and you're that person. Uh-huh. It's like a one person show, you right? Know? Exactly, so, yeah. 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 And you know, we can even go back to Lenny Bruce, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. his just opening right. it up. It's like yeah. it's social commentary, right? Which is comedy. Yeah. So George Carlin, you know, right? Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So Eddie Murphy. So you know, even Bill Cosby in jail is trying to I don't know solidify himself or I don't know legit whatever. It's just he crazy. deserves his reputation, but. Yeah. You know, he's got a new reputation. Sorry. I yeah. think they called him a uh, Hollywood clown or, or uh, called Eddie a Hollywood clown. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's get into something. assimilation. I mean, I mean, we've talked about this, and I have another podcast, Black in the Bay, where we talk about mm-hmm. assimilation. You know, how far as we black right. guys, we, right. we three black men here, yeah. you know, do you – and, you know, we deal with it in acting all the time. Do you accept a role right. which doesn't represent us, or do you just take the paycheck – and how often do you do it before you say, you know, I want to tell stories which represent me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you yeah. can do both. Yeah, whatever way you can. Yeah, wh- whatever way, you know, works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I, I think for myself, it really all depends on the type of role. Sure. It, it, uh, it, it depends. I mean, some people will be like, well, I got a mortgage. But, you know, mm-hmm. but in terms of doing a lot, like, you know, look, there was once upon a time I played a lot of cop roles. Mm-hmm. And mm. while I'm always grateful for the, uh, the opportunity to audition, to right. work, you know, it, it got to the point where I felt like these roles, while great, they I, I wasn't growing. Mm-hmm. You know, you get sure. to so so like for for the people who don't know, you know, like you, you have like under fives, which is basically five lines or under, right. yeah. and then after that it's uh, <coughs> um, uh, guest star, reoccurring series regular, yeah. Right. And so under five could literally be one or two lines, and as right. a cop, you're a lot of times you're 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 saying a lot of the same stuff. Right. You're not really growing from. Right. So eventually right. you have to be like, you know what, I've done enough of these. I'd like to, you know, I want to next level myself. So right. yeah. I am now turning down roles that are cop roles. They Good just have to say, yeah, they just have to say, oh, we know yeah. he can do it. And you're like, ooh, and I know I can right. get this check. I, I'm ready for something more. Yeah, right. yeah. I, and, you know, I got, I, got, I got the credit on the great show as the cop. You know, I, I, I paid those dues in that right. respect. Right. So now give it to some other cat who needs, like, you know, right. those, yeah. that, that, you know, his right. resume, his or her resume. Yeah. And I'm not trying to turn down work, but I'm just like, yo, give me that cop role that is a reoccurring or, mm-hmm. you know, guest right. star, yeah. a bigger part. So yeah. right. when it comes it, to that, you know. It's it reminds me of, uh, it's funny because I'm listening to this podcast which deals with the death of Biggie and Tupac. Okay. And they talk about Ice-T. Uh-huh. Isn't it amazing how mm. Ice-T began his career as a rapper talking about cop killer. Right. And he's and yeah, exactly. So it's amazing how these things are. Yeah. And yeah. I'll quickly go to uh, some other stuff. So an Iowa woman, I mean, this she ran over a black child and a Latino. Right. She just got caught with a Latino racist. and then a Latina, I think it was the yeah, woman. Yeah. And then it came out that earlier that same day she had run over a black child. This I is just didn't a hear about this. What? 
Yeah. And her quote unquote air quotes reasoning is Well the Mexican shouldn't have been here. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> All right. So you didn't even need to hear what you heard that one. It's like, oh, yeah. and you just did a black kid. I just think there are mental issues going on. I think, you know, because I work in the DA's office, so I'm sure there'll be a mental instability defense or NGI, what they call. Well, the picture's insanity. horrible because there's this little, I don't know if it's blood or a bruise, but right yeah. up above her eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the mugshot. Well, we've talked about in the <laughs> age of Trump, normalizing hate. Right. Where people are like, well, I, you know, if the president say it, I can say Which it. Which should never be. Yeah, exactly. But, that, but people like her are just going, well, that's why I did it. Like, they're just giving it up. They're not even thinking, oh, yeah. I should be, like, yeah. trying to hide this. No, that's why I did it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I love the fact that, okay, so I think, uh, I, don't, I don't even want to say the network because I'm not really sure what it is, so I don't mm-hmm. want to throw any network under the bus. But it was, like, one of the networks that, that I guess do a lot of reality stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do, a, uh, uh, like, a reality show um, on basically the KKK. And mm. okay. and people called in. People were mm-hmm. livid, and mm-hmm. they were just like. And basically, you know, they ended up canceling it. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is, why are you normalizing mm-hmm. or trying to, exactly. you know? <laughs> oh, basically, it's like, oh, well, let's hear their side of the story. Fuck this, so your exactly. side of the story. Exactly. We exactly. know that side of the story. Exactly. And to and to to mm-hmm. want to normalize something like right. that, it's like no, no. And so they ended up canceling, which. Good. Yeah. Good for them. Thanks. I always wonder about these producers who you never see, you know, I'm sure these young, who have these great ideas. Well, we, talked about great the, we talked about this during the Peloton right. ad, the Peloton thing. Mm. It's funny. So the male actor of who was in Peloton gave his wife, his real wife, a Peloton bike. No. I, I don't know. I think he's just trying to make fun, nice sure. Peloton. But you have these producers <laughs> who throw actors in there. It's like, hey, this is a great idea. And then there's controversy, and the actors right. have to deal with the backlash. But was that really controversy, or was that a joke? Because I remember Ryan Reynolds came through and did like a little yeah, spoof he did, thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. A bunch of people spoofed it, but the original right. thing was just a straight-up ad. Yeah, <laughs> but just tone deaf. I just said, but because they were saying, oh, she's being held prisoner because she has to take selfies with her bike and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the nature of the, the ad. No, I saw the ad, and I was like, I wouldn't have even thought anything about this. Yeah. Except some stupid thing that I don't have the money for that I wouldn't waste my time on. I think there were some women who sort of picked up, and these right. are things that we men can't, right. can't really know. Every time I, I can't count many times I've been on dates and a woman is smiling at me. I'm like, okay, well, this is going good. And it's like, right. well, no, not really. Right. And women can pick up on things. So I guess a lot of women picked up on the Peloton ad saying, oh, my God, I can tell in her eyes. Right. Her eyes are fearful, but she's smiling. And and then people picked well, up on Well, and also they were saying that the guy was basically – that was a message to the woman that Hi, she sweetheart, keep you it. need to lose weight. You need Here's to lose weight. Peloton bike. <laughs> Despite the fact that she's young and slim and hot. Right. <laughs> but what if it was reverse and she was like, honey, I got you a, 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 right. a, a bike. Wait, <laughs> right. Okay. That, I'm sorry. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I, and, you know, that's the come on. Yeah, you, exactly. you get your girl. What? You get your. Uh, come on. But it's not yeah. going to die. It's, it's yeah. going to keep lingering for that a while. Now, let me ask you this, Norman. If Yo. you got Mar a bike, let's say a Peloton bike or a workout thing, what would be the reaction? We just had it. It's so funny. I can say anything I want about my sure. marriage because she never listens to this. I <laughs> don't know if she's going to listen. We don't, just had we just had filed divorce papers. Don't blame me. Okay. Right. right, right. Mm. No, I'm not. We had a big old fight this week. Oh, and, no. And part of it was. So, of the things that I am currently wearing. Oh, she's complaining about um, dress. No, no, no. Um, I think everything but the socks and maybe my underwear mm-hmm. um, she bought. Okay. And. Much of it she buys without me there, but she knows my size. Okay. She knows what looks good on me. Mm-hmm. 
you know, this is a gorgeous shirt. Yeah. I, I mean, people can't see, but I'm wearing it's a nice, it's a nice flannel, and it's sort of a faux flannel. Yeah. It's very comfy and soft and light yeah. and you know, muted colors. It's, Compliments it's, you. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice thing. So mm-hmm. I said, but how long have I been asking you? Can we please go shopping? I would love to see you. I would love to get to pick something for you. Mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Yeah. I don't get to at all. And man, she was oh, like, she cares. said no. No, no, she didn't say no. I she she started to try and come back at me, and I said, "How many times have I asked for this?" Yeah, in I mean, a couple of years. Did she more. feel like, "Oh, what? What I'm wearing is not good"? You think? That no, I'm not no. Mean? We were in the middle of a of a stupid argument, and I was just pointing out the way I can't do anything mm-hmm. because you already have in your mind the way you do something. So no, I would not be buying Mara. You know, right mm-hmm. now our our truce was. She is committing to the idea that we could do that, and she's acknowledging that it makes her uncomfortable for some reason that she can't articulate. And I'm mm-hmm. like, great, this is progress because <laughs> this now, is a mess. Rico, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you think – I mean, we're running – we're at the end of the teens. We're entering 2020. The whole cancel culture and Black Lives Matter and the women, you know, um, Me Too me movement – how does it strike you? I mean, how have you been living, let's say, in the age of Trump or in the age of the – I mean, how would you sum up, you know, the 2010? Oh, because I was going to mention one other thing that connects. Yeah. So somebody grabbed, I guess – and I don't watch uh, – what was it? Uh, House of Cards? The Kevin Spacey. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Yeah. I was just going to talk yeah. about that. Um, so that's not a new one, is it? Isn't it's it a, from it's a the brand show? new video. No, no, no. That it's Christmas his. video is oh, new? Christmas. Yeah, that's, that's a new Christmas oh. video. That's Christmas video. Yeah, he keeps coming back. It's like the second one that he's done, Yeah, right? I think so. The poor yeah. guy. Yeah. He, he wants to be on TV so bad, and he's so angry, but he doesn't know how oh, to. I, I assume that I had to be the it. character. I haven't seen it. I couldn't watch the whole thing because it was just so. I'm watching going, damn, dude. The, the poor guy is unstable, I, I think. I really think so. Didn't he's, he literally call out the people who would accuse him? Yeah, I think so. In, oh, in this current video? In the video, and, and folks are dying. There's at least two or three of these people. Wow, that that's exactly right. You're absolutely right I'm because like, oh, one of his victims did commit suicide. Yes, and killed himself. Just like last week. Yes, yes. a couple of days ago, that's maybe. Yes. So yes. I saw this video. I thought, no, this can't be. Somebody's being mean. And, and he called really that person quick. out. Well, I don't know if he, he knew. He didn't call out by name. He just mentioned. Yeah, you, and you knew if you knew. Yeah, you followed the whole. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> So how Not I mean cool. how have you been dealing with I guess you know the, the the age of Trump are you optimistic about 2020 are you uh, how do you feel about I don't know the Me Too movement all of this this stuff you, you know our era it, yeah <laughs> our our era as as opposed to you know things of the past and and you know things that have been deemed acceptable or mm-hmm. swept under the rug things like mm-hmm. that you know look I I have always been a supporter of of all rights, everybody's rights, and yeah. and and wrongs being justifiably called out. Right. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like the Me Too era is is a long time coming. I feel like eventually yeah. one day it will it would happen. Uh, t- Me Too, Times Up, um, uh, Black Lives Matter. I I I've g- the the numerous discussions slash arguments that I've gotten with people. On like Facebook, mm-hmm. it, you know, I to me stupidest thing on the planet when people say, and I hate to say it, it's probably it, it's definitely more white people than anybody. Mm-hmm. All lives matter. I feel like oh, my brother takes it to the next level. Blue lives matter, mm. and then there's that. <coughs> it, it, it it's just like 
it's just like you are dismissing the one thing that we're saying. Right. Black lives matter. Right. right. And again, it's the it's the old age old adage of we're not saying that all lives don't matter. Right. We're not even saying that blue lives don't matter. We're not saying that no right. other lives matter. But right. right now we're saying we're focusing on black folks. Right. We're f- and that's right. all it is. That's, that's all, all yes. we're doing. That's all we're that's doing. Right. We're just focusing on black folks. Do all lives matter? Of course all lives matter. Yeah. But we're talking about this. the topic that we are currently reflecting on right. is black lives matter. Do you see that happening when it comes to, like, Me Too? Right. It, it, it's it's uh, are people running around going well me too too you know people are people yeah. aren't doing that or uh, you well, know maybe you have a couple did. but they, they kind of did a minority yeah yeah but 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 not along the way not 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 the not the way all lives matter has, sure, has right. been sure 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 and you know again I always felt like yeah and I just always feel like it's 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 going against what 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 black folks what we have been saying about. Things that have been going on within our our our, um, our society, our culture, mm-hmm. um, you know, like with the police our brutality, history. our sure, history, sure. you know, and and everyone was like, "Oh, you guys are just tripping. Oh, get over it. Slavery, da 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 da, reparations, da da da, all that." And it's like, no, we've been saying these things. Now you're seeing it actually happen. Yeah. Now we're getting it on tape, even though even with Rodney King, that didn't right. do shit. Right. But you know, but the fact is, you're seeing more and more of it. Right. right. And it's just like, you know, it, I always felt like as black people, we. We, even though I don't do it, we always, we always have to uh, explain ourselves or, right. or yeah, uh, right. explain our existence, explain right. why we're doing, right. yeah. saying what we're saying. Black Lives Matter should be a thing where it, it shouldn't even be an issue because right. we've been we've been we've been shouting this out. For mm-hmm. decades, right, yeah. yeah. Have you yeah. heard of Martin Luther King? Yeah, Absolutely. thank you. That was that's that's like, <laughs> even before that. I mean, it's just w- like B. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we it's, how far do we have to go back? That's yeah. the thing. Even when uh, Emmett Till was killed, you know, right. that was a cry. Yeah. That was, I mean, it yeah, it was a cry. That, that was, was actually the beginning of the civil rights movement, yes. even before. Yeah. Um. Uh, with all due Martin respect, King, Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa yeah, Parks, and, and, and Dr. Yeah. King. Yeah. So you know it, but it. But it, it, like with everything, it, it just dies down, and mm-hmm. then um, on to the next, you know, thing. Yeah. So with with and we are so in the era now of yeah. Under the next thing is just a couple of days, and that's yeah. already old news. And you're like, wait, exactly, a minute. exactly. We, exactly. we now, unpack that, and we've already moved on. Right, right. But that, and a lot of that is the media and how the media like twists certain things. Now, in now in relation to you know a lot of the cancel culture and stuff like that, I've, I've always been on the fence about a lot of it because I do feel like there are times when um, things can be taken a little out of hand in terms of mm-hmm. um, what someone may have said. I'm not saying that if somebody molests somebody or, or is, mm-hmm. is just blatantly inappropriate, then mm-hmm. that R- action should not be taken. Yeah. Right. But I do feel like, you know, we, we, we do have to really be careful how like, we approach. Like I think about Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart, he was supposed to do, what was it, the Grammys the or the Emmys or the Oscars. Oscars. Yeah. Yeah, it was the Oscars. And someone pulled a tweet that he said, I don't know, seven years ago or whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The, I think that's and, what you're talking it, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. It was he a, handled it very no, well. No, he did. Yeah. <laughs> he bounced. <laughs> he was like, I ain't doing this. Well, not just that. You know? I mean, the way he, like, he didn't go cower. He didn't go hide. He stayed public. Right. He defended what he was going to defend and acknowledged what was bad, but it was like, 
you know, that was then, and I've already apologized for this before. A million so, times over, right, right. Yeah. So yeah. y'all can keep And he wasn't an a-hole about it, you know, right. like no, he certain wasn't. people in the White House, you know what I mean? No, right. he was, you know, no, he, who, he handled it well. To, yeah. I yeah. mean, as we look yeah. at these and it hasn't damaged his career like, either. Yeah. can you stand up for yourself? Because mm-hmm. if you want to be the leader of the free world, you need to be able to stand up for yourself. Yeah. If yeah. somebody hits you and you go, oh, they're picking on me. Um, you don't want to be the leader. <laughs> you you got to show that you got, you you know, you got a pair, be it yeah. up here or down there, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it's so. a crazy time mm-hmm. to watch as yeah. we flip. Oh, sh- I think I just lost a bunch of friends oh. online from uh, from trans transgender issues because I just asked a question. And oh, I got hit back with, well, because anybody who talks about it is a turf. And I'm like, I'm sorry. What, what's don't a know turf? that. A turf. I had to look it up, and I said, and I said, because I'm like, we're having a public conversation, yeah. so I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And and then I looked it up. I wanted the question out there publicly, but then I immediately I went and I looked it up. I looked it up, and I go back to this thread, and it's there, and I was like, I know trans exclusionary, trans exclusionary radical feminist. Oh, because okay. there is there are women who. Uh, and there's a big case in the UK right now, and that's why. Oh, I think I know what you're talking yeah, about. These uh, are women, uh, in other words, like natural women versus women who, I right. mean, people who claim who They who, would even be mad about that word. Yeah. Cis is what they prefer. Sure. Oh, sure. Cis woman, uh-huh. somebody who's born a woman, and she was working in a nonprofit in social justice issues, and a co-worker was a trans woman. And she didn't like this, this cis woman didn't like um, didn't like – I don't know that she ever disrespected the pronouns, but she just said it's not really cool, this person being in our space, and that women have been fighting for generations. You can't even say decades. Mm-hmm. Women have been fighting for generations to get to some point of equality, and they've barely – you know, they're not there yet. They And this um, – the U.K. has passed a thing that says basically you can pick what you are, what sex you are. Mm-hmm. And she wants to make the distinction between sex and gender. Sex is a biological reality, which for 90-something percent of us is true. And that 2% that is, um, what do they call it, inter, inter, intersex, um, the people who actually have some mix-up in chromosome or I was going to say like hermaphrodites or <coughs> – Right, right. Things like that. Yeah, again, words that they don't like. So mm-hmm. these people – and then they want us to use their terminology, and it's like, well – can we come up with terminology for this? And then they immediately want to lump you in the category of being discriminatory and attacking. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm asking a question. I haven't really made mm-hmm. a decision yet, but you're helping me. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is you're not, avoid, you're, you're, not, you're not saying this is what I think. You're saying this is what I'm asking. Exactly. This is what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, for me the question did come down to because – and that's what I love about these people is the people who are actually having this debate are discussing biology. And I got no problem with transgender, and that's a problem for those folks. That saying that, as far as they're concerned, is you're you're you're, you're dodging, you're hiding by claiming that I have no problem with transgender, but I want to separate sex from trans uh, from gender. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with. I don't care how you dress, what you want to wear, what you don't want to wear, where you want to use the bathroom. I don't who you have sex with, who you live with. I don't care about any of that. I do not care. You tell me your name is Paul. That's great, Paulette. Fine. I do not care. Um, but I do think there's a difference between 
those 90-something percent of us who were born in one camp or the other and those few folks that weren't, I think they need to have all the rights and support and all the way up to government finance, funding, all that. Yeah. I want to defend all that for <clears> you. <throat> I don't want to blur the line so that anybody, because right now it was, what had happened is that UK had a law where you could get that standing, but you sort of had to go through the medical you had to go through some medical stuff to mm-hmm. have somebody to get like an official document. Yeah, to get an official says. somebody to say, "Oh, you were born this way," or "We've done this research," or yeah. you're even claiming, and you are going through a process. Because I'm sure there are a lot. And of, now you just have to opt. Yeah, I'm sure there are right, a lot of right. either companies or law who are worried about pedophiles or people who try to prey on women to say, "Oh, I'm a woman. I'm going to go into this woman's well, bathroom." That's, and that's the conservative argument. Yeah. So I'm in this weird little middle zone yeah. where. I do not want to be in those people's camp. Sure. <laughs> because I'm not that worried about the pedophiles. I think when you're in a bathroom and you see somebody looking at your junk, you know somebody's looking at your junk. That's pretty clear. I, I would also say in the case of pedophiles, you know, shoot, if you are a parent, your child should not be going in the bathroom by themselves anyway. Exactly. Uh-huh. You, exactly. You, there you go. That's just parenting one-on-one. Yeah. You take your, okay, if it's a little girl, you take her right. into the men's bathroom, cover their eye. You know, we, we've exactly. all done that if, if we're either a, a parent or a that's uncle, exactly an aunt, right. or we got it done to ourselves. Yeah. So, so yeah, this so yeah. this so this issue has blown up mm-hmm. and continues to blow up, and the voice of anybody questioning or trying to suggest something else is being lumped into this sort of racist, sexist, yeah, category. And, and see, like, and oh. I think there's an even bigger issue that goes even beyond that because you put out uh, in a, a thought mm-hmm. or something on Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then you get blowback. I don't care who disagrees with what I'm saying. I mean, right. I enjoy a good conversation and sure. good interaction. We can learn by that. But if you're just going to assume that I think one way and mm-hmm. just blast me for it, I don't need to have a conversation with you, and I don't need to respond. People heard, have been very respectful to me on Twitter. Yeah. It's on Facebook where I'm pretty sure the person who, call, who turfed me, I haven't checked, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just got blocked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm mean, like, wow! If people I got block for asking the if question. people do, if people don't know me by now, if they just judge me by you know what they a uh, little word phrase clause or whatever, right. yeah. and don't say, hey, can you clarify what you mean? Were they really? Or do friend? you understand? Should I really even care? This because I would have totally come back with, let me jump on your side of the fence now. Mm-hmm. These people are bad. This is bad. I don't agree with this. I will not support this. I will not advocate this. And if you find me in that zone. Clock me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I also feel like this This is where it gets uh, into the everybody's so sensitive thing. Yeah. Which, but, but the thing is with that, I, 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 have, I take issue with just that overall definition because people want to – I think at times people want to throw racism into that mix mm-hmm. and, and throw things that have legitimate, um, legitimate concerns that, that are backed up by yeah. by basic sixteen nineteen yeah basic proof the push I mean, back on that and it's like well, okay and I love it the folks that are offending the year sixteen nineteen sixteen nineteen project New York yeah. Times did wonderful thing immediately has gotten this blowback from some historians who claim they're misrepresenting history mm-hmm. and what I love is every time is every this, time is I see when slaves first came in. Yeah, it's the first group of slaves that were okay. sold, so yeah. Africans. So, so what is the misrepresentation that they're saying? That they're they're saying, okay, the, uh, few, three that they cited. One is the Constitution. And it's like, oh, okay, let's pick that one apart for you where it says this and it says that. And it's pretty clear that we are putting another category, less than equal, 
No. So, no, mm-hmm. you can't claim that. Yes. And then they hide behind the principles. Well, the principles they're aiming for, I don't care what principles you're aiming for. When you own slaves, you are not talking about everybody being equal or free. So we have decided to interpret it that way, and that's great, but that's not what the founding fathers did, period, did. It was not meant to include us. Right, right exactly. So that was Black one. Right. Um, two is they then want to quibble with you about the founding fathers. Oh, because one of them was um, – they said that was – the reason they're picking 1619 is because that the Africans were sold. Um, the laws that start to come into place so that they say the revolution – that's the second one. The revolution was started because of slavery. Oh, they hate that. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true. And it's like, okay, so let's trace it back. What was going on then is we had the British and the loyalists. And the British, as this friction started to happen with the col- colonists, the col- colonialists – um, as that friction started to build up, the British offered that if you were black, if you were enslaved, and you wanted to be free, come to us and help us, <laughs> and you can be free. So a lot of slaves did, well, and a lot of slaves tried. It was true. It was true. No, but I mean, did they actually? Yeah. They stuck to their work. I've yes, re- read did. about this, too. Yeah, yeah. they totally did. Okay. Yeah. Now, not, not everybody got there. Not everybody got free, but... A lot of people knew about it on both sides. And why do we know that? Because the documents of the founding fathers say, this is too much. You can't tell us what to do. You can't tell us whether we have these slaves or not. There's this anti-slavery movement going on in, in Britain, and we don't want to be told what to do. That's slavery. That's straight up slavery. <laughs> So mm-hmm. you were defending slavery. You're defending yeah. the institution of slavery. And it gets, even, the it gets even deeper than that. Some of, some of the founding fathers even compared themselves to slaves, uh, and, and you know, like the British are the slave masters oh, right. yes, when it yes. comes to yeah. taxation representation, which is ludicrous. So Go the ahead. third one, ludicrous. the third one that they bring up is Abraham Lincoln. You misrepresent Abraham Lincoln because he believed in equality, mm. and I love. And it's the editor. It's not the black person who did the 1619 Project, who spearheaded it, because that was actually a group of columnists and writers who did it. Uh No, this is the regular editor for the New York Times who was over all of this. White dude (laughs) says, okay, and he's the one answering. So I love this. So he says, so it is true, it is arguably, demonstrably true that at the end of Lincoln's life, he had a different view of blacks. But before that, even when it was emancipation, when that was on the table, the only reason he agreed to it was with the idea that we're going to send them back where they came from. That's one. And two is there is writings, Lincoln's writings, where he says, yes, I don't think they should be enslaved, but they will never be the equals of us. Mm. Yeah. And he even and Lincoln even says, listen, if I can keep this nation co- together, even with slavery, I'd do it. Mm-hmm. And if I can keep this nation together without slavery, I'd do it. So they're not saying that he wasn't a bad, a good person or he didn't do good things. Mm-hmm. It's like if you talk about LBJ. Don't tell me LBJ's not a racist. <laughs> LBJ's a racist. But LBJ, more than that, is a politician. Right. And he saw the opportunity to get some stuff done. He was done. an antebellum southerner who uh, ironically got caught up with Kennedy because he became the vice president. But he was, And he was also a hero of poor people. Yes. Coming out of Texas, he was always about poor people, and mm-hmm. he saw this. He saw the inequity, and he moved to move that forward. That yeah, the Great Society He didn't say stuff that – and it's recorded, y'all. This isn't yeah. us making up stuff. Right. It's rec- There are recordings of him dropping the M-bomb like it's candy. Oh, yes, mm. yeah. Well, I'd love to. I mean, this is great, great stuff. And I know. We should be on the other <laughs> podcast. 
Hey, I love it when we get into the spontaneous stuff. Um, before we get into um, your uh, origin. story, your origin story, uh, as we do, so two years ago, oh, shit. this person came on, and, uh, and matter of fact, it was, he was, she was your guest. Uh-oh. 78, and uh-huh. that really dates me, but we went, he had already been over to the Blake Street Hawkeyes before I got here. He said, you got to come with me and see Whoopi Goldberg okay. and David Shine. Mary Alice Fry. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Ding, ding, and ding, 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 ding. and one Major uh, producer, Bay Area Theater. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you recognize her voice instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got a unique voice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and this was uh, one year ago theater but I growing up in Texas and being not looking like everyone uh-huh. and I heard this in college as well it was Deb? so hard to cast you you don't right. look like anyone Deb? You know. no. Deb Carragher Deb Carragher ooh <laughs> my stats are going up two for two right on <laughs> All right, and the only the only last uh, current event I had, boy, you have to be careful who the partner that you choose. So, a man kills his wife with eye drops, Visine. Did you know? And like I said, you got to be really careful who you date and all that sort of stuff. So he figured out because I guess he's a medical doctor that if you drink Visine, it will cause your heart to palpitate and you'll die. Wow. Killed his wife with Visine, just dropped some Visine in her water. We probably shouldn't have shared that <laughs> knowledge with <laughs> hey, It's news. It's, it's news. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. So she, just a couple of drops and she dropped dead? Drop? Yep. Drop, 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 drop? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's now, like Columbo or something. Now, now in, the, in, the, in the autopsy report. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it came out. That's why he got arrested. I guess so. Yeah. I, but they would have had to look for it. Right, right, exactly. <sighs> that, so because she was a perfectly healthy woman. I think they were in their 30s. It's one of these things, I mean, you know, you, oh, you get these guys who... Now you're making me think because, yeah, it would be in her system yeah. whether she was taking it this way or this way. Yeah. So is there, like, something in the Visine that is kind of like cocaine or, or, you know, what's that stuff that people oh, used to take stimulant. to your heart? It's like an yeah. ultra-stimulant yeah. or whatever, but, I mean, I you know, I don't know anything oh, about the... Oh, like the uh, nitrous... No, remember, uh, I mean, they don't have it anymore, but, like, people who work out, who are, like, hardcore, you know gym rats they would take this stuff that would really increase their metabolism like creatine or i think it was creatine or something like that yeah but people oh, were okay. you know some people were dying because yeah. it was really making your and you know of course you're like yeah i had the tiger rocky too <laughs> you know but right your heart's gonna explode you know because after a while it's just like yeah you know it can't take it but right, you know, you've right, got all right. the energy in the world but, and who knew that yeah. you know something as simple as eye drops uh, could do something like that i was like Ugh. yeah Right. Scary. No, Scary. No, <laughs> and a happy yeah. Merry Christmas. And with that we And with that and with that we have Rico Anderson. Uh you are an LA actor, but I assume you got your start here in the Bay. Born I, in the Bay? I did. Not born in the Bay. Actually born in Monterey, Seaside. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we came nice. from there and then we lived in Chicago Old for California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, probably one of the, the first original. Uh, the first uh I think it was the first uh capital. Was it? If it wasn't, it was definitely the place where they went before they started spreading out. The okay. Californians. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, not the Californians. The, it's oh. funny. You can't even say the Mexicans because it was the Spanish. Yeah, that's Spanish. right. It was Spain. Who, it was New Spain. came there and stuff like that? It was New Spain. They settled. It was California, but it was part of New Spain. And I then never you get knew the Californ- that. Californios are that era sort of in between. Yeah, the, when the Mexicans owned it. So, so I was mail, yeah. well, basically right, born at the beginning Mexico. of California. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the something capital. Like that. The, cap- yeah, the capital yeah. of California. Yeah. Well, not the capital. Well, not the capital. The capital of where thi- all things uh, well, began in California. California. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so you are, <clears throat> you told us off mic that you are one of six kids. 
Actually, I'm I'm the oldest of eleven, six wow. biological, five <laughs> adopted. Okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. Over, there, there's never not been a child in my mom's house. That's mm. amazing. Yeah, but I was a, funny thing is I was an only child for for uh, ten years. Yeah. And oh. and then and that was when we were living in Chicago, and mm-hmm. then when we moved. Uh, when we moved to California, we moved to Berkeley. Yeah, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, the, the, not not as many kids. I think it was only uh, me, four of us. Uh huh. Yeah, that reminds me of me. I mean, I'm the oldest of four, but for a long time before my dad remarried, I was the only child. So I still remember that idyllic time in my life where it was I, just I me. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I mean, being an only child, and I remember those years fondly. It's just like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no shade on, on my siblings, but mm-hmm. yeah, right. you know, no, it's, it's, it's going to be. But I'm sure yeah, yeah, yeah. And the big brother too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it's it's. I, I was I was basically the man of the house in in, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. most respects. Um, and you know, I, I remember the day that my mom, you know, sat me down and she was like, "Okay, you know, there 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 are going to be more responsibilities that you, as the ten year old that you are, are going to have to undertake." Mm-hmm. And I I remember even at ten, I was like. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> right. It was something cool about it. I never, yeah. Yeah, and, and throughout my life, I never felt like, oh, man, my childhood is gone. It was, I never mm-hmm. had, what, you know, I never, I, I, I really, op- I, I openly uh, uh, t- took it on. And, mm-hmm. and we're talking, my mom teaching me how to feed my little brother, right. you know, with, with, you know, with the solid food, how to do, do the bottle. My mom decided she wanted to do cloth diapers, so mm-hmm. I had to take those little shitty diapers and dunk them in the toilet, and <laughs> right. squeeze them out, wow. and I'm just wow. like, <laughs> that's, right. water. that's love, yeah. man. Yeah, that's yeah. Love. yeah. I mean, I, I done did it all. I got peed on, you know, that burped on, all that. Kind of it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because if you're going to do it, you have to have a place in your heart where you're going, yeah. I, yeah. I'm gonna put up with this because I mean, it was my baby brother. Right. You know, I was exactly. just like, I let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I, and and. Yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was yeah. cool. I mean, I look back in these years, and I'm just like, well, I'm now sorry. now was your dad around? I mean, did you take on these responsibilities? I mean, where? No, my dad wasn't around. Okay, my dad okay. wasn't around. So it, it was it would, for the longest. It was myself and my mom. My, I hear my you. mom did eventually marry. And, yeah, um, but um, she's she's currently divorced. And, yeah, uh, but but yeah, it, it it was it was primarily myself. Right mm-hmm. on, right on. Um, did you get involved in theater? I mean, I imagine. You know, I'm sure you were busy. You know, taking care of. It. Did you have time for extracurricular I, activities? I did. I cool. did. Um, I I started doing theater when I when when I was in uh, junior high school. Okay. And, uh, went went to Willard Junior High oh, in, yeah. in Berkeley. So uh-huh. yeah, I started doing it there, and uh, <coughs> um, had a great great uh, drama teacher, uh, George Felker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he passed away, but yeah, he he was like my first drama teacher, and oh. and really oh. was was a it was a wonderful introduction to uh, theater via. <coughs> Via like a lot of the old, um, like a lot of the the classic uh, actors from from film, you know. Sure, but yeah, but yeah. he really was a huge fan of musicals, so you know, right. you know, Forty Second Street, and you know, just all those musicals and stuff like that. Um, and and that's what really helped to introduce me to to doing theater, and, mm-hmm. and I that w- I started there and uh, did tons of musicals in high school, mm-hmm. and went to Berkeley High, which mm-hmm. had. Just one. I would say the probably the and I'm not just saying that because I went there. The best theater department ever. Yeah, I didn't realize you were. Yeah, you were a Berkeley High grad. Oh yeah. man, yo, yeah, I was all up in that, all up in there. Yeah, we. Mm-hmm. I mean, we where we performed was the Florence Schwimley Little Theater, and this was an actual right. theater. It yes. wasn't a cafetorium. It wasn't a, an auditorium. No, this it's still on the circuit for like I saw. Uh, wasn't Tracy Chapman, uh, Joan Armatrading. Okay, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. would have a lot of artists come through. Yes. You know, I mean, it, it's 
that, that if those walls could talk, you know, uh-huh. and, and sing in that case, you know, I mean, there's so much, and we <laughs> and had access to, to that. Shows or that's to do the shows there, and we, you know, we just had that 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 um, we just had the advantage of really being in, a, in professional settings and mm. stuff like that. And from that, after high school, went to San Francisco State. Which is where we met. Met this guy to uh-huh. my left, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mr. Norman G. And, you know, did a, a major in theater there. And, of course, you know, hooked up with all, all the friends that we had, you know, who were doing theater, mm-hmm. you know, f- around the Bay Area. And, and, and just, you know, did stuff, you know, the African American Shakespeare Company. And, right. And, At the know, beginning. At the beginning, <laughs> yeah, with Sherry Young. Shout out to Sherry. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, just, just really being a part of. Um, new theater that mm-hmm. with with like African American Shakespeare doing doing you know theater with like Lorraine Hansberry. Mm-hmm. With, well, that's I know. wondered with Kaiser. Did you did and you get to go back Kaiser. to Willard? Yeah. Was your st- was your teacher was your former teacher still there when you were, were touring? Uh, was Mr. Felker there? He, yes, he was actually. Oh, he was. That he would was. be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. He he was. I mean, he, like I said, he, he, he passed, passed away, but passed but, but yeah, dur- during all that time, yeah, he was he was there, and he and. And, you know, obviously we didn't have social media or anything like that. Right. But So I didn't really, you know, we no. didn't really keep in touch. But, no. you know, people find out no, how, you, you how you're doing. You were trying like to get a career going. Because that's, I yeah. mean, that's what I remember. Yeah. We got out of school and we did. We bounced around doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then Rico gets into Kaiser. Kaiser Educational Theater, yeah. that big, big check and, yeah. and benefits. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you seriously learn how to work. <laughs> oh, well, the fact that, you know, you're doing uh, – I think we did like two shows a day, five mm. days a week during the school schedule for right. so like nine months. Yeah. And you're doing it all the time, and, and you're not only acting, but you're setting you're up loading. the sound system. You're setting yeah. up the set. Yeah, you're loading. And oh, wow. You're doing a little bit of yes. everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, right and right because on. it was Kaiser, you know, you're also doing uh, peer counseling. So mm-hmm. you're, because yeah. we were dealing with health issues of yeah. HIV and AIDS, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's when HIV and AIDS, you know, right. just really first came on the scene. And this we is were the still 80s, right? Late 80s, early 90s. 90s, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, 90s by the time that. I think it was, wait, was it. Because I, I was in the state in '89. So. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It was it was '90s. Okay, and and just being a part of that mix, but you know, just the fact that you're acting every day, yeah, and and not and none of us ever phoned it in. We we took it that serious to right. the point where you know we would like be when when the show was done, and you know you know you always have your off days, but right. you know we had we had. Every single show that we did was an opportunity to grow in that character. Right mm-hmm. on. Yeah, right and, on. And, and to make it better. And, right. and we took it damn seriously because, again, we were we were serious actors who, a, at the end of it all, once Kaiser was done, we were going to go off to do either more really? theater or go oh, to yeah. New York or go right. to L.A. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I ended up in L.A. But starting here, doing all the theater that was done here, yeah. and the independent film, yeah. and, you know, at the time in the 90s when a lot of Hollywood was coming in to yeah. do a lot of different uh, movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, this is a great university of learning and growing mm-hmm. and really being a solid artist. Yeah. And, I, and I say, I've said that to, I've said that, I always say that. I, yeah. I let people know, I'm, yo, I'm from the Bay, and I'm from the Bay where artists are 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 made mm-hmm. and i mean from acting to music to mm-hmm. to, yeah. to i was just going to say that. in that time the 90s i mean of course i was still in dc on the east coast uh-huh. but you had i mean a lot of explosion of just you know just um theater and tel- and and um well, movies well, and and there was a lot yeah e40 and all that stuff right yeah 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 both um, in L.A. and also in the, in the Bay. Wait, not Farside. Mighty Souls of Mischief, I was thinking. Uh, Wait, uh, yeah, yeah, Mighty Souls. 
Kajay, minus some, yeah. you know, just all these, all these acts. Yeah. Tony, Tony. Uh, <laughs> fantastic Negrito, who is uh, currently uh, one of the Bay Area's finest. He went to Berkeley. He actually went to Berkeley High with yeah. me, two-time Grammy winner mm-hmm. out of Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Here's so. a question I have for both of you because during the time the late 80s, 90s, I know I felt it in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You guys were on the West Coast. But it seemed to me, especially in, in, in movies and in cinema, maybe even on television, there was sort of a black emergence. Like you had Spike Lee. There was. You had Matty Rich. Yeah. But you had Singleton. And this is, I definitely wanted to ask Rico about this. Yes. When you're, even when you're talking about the cop stuff and you know Black Lives Matter and, and just the sort of roles. Um, are you seeing much of an evolution in that? Because it, back then, I got tired of playing gangbangers. I got so tired of it. It yeah. was like, do y'all not know any other stories about black people? I, I yeah. I mean, I, I think it's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, I always say that with reservations because right. I always feel like it could always be even more better. Well, yeah. And you know, our, right. our we don't have as many people on the other side of the camera right. or in the production. well. Now we do. I mean, you mean in terms of writing, producing? Yeah. Just there's those, more. Those oh yeah, there, there's tons more. And, yeah. and what's and and a lot of that is uh, attributed to you know nowadays before when we just had three networks and right. you know, oh, yeah. maybe yeah. four or five movies. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now you have 24-7, but you also have like Netflix and all these yeah. other streaming services. Yeah. Man, you got content up the wazoo. You right. got con- I mean, I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I got a Starbucks cup here. Yeah, my sure. hand. Starbucks going to be producing stuff too. Wait for it. Yeah. Wait for it. Yeah. You, you will be hearing Starbucks Presents. I mean, look at um, uh, Facebook. Facebook has Facebook Watch. That's a network now. Yeah. Oh, um, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a network. Okay. There, there are people who have book stuff and on their resume it says whatever the show whatever the sure. character facebook watch and oh. yeah uh imdb is starting original program oh wow um, so <laughs> we talk about you you mentioned starbucks yeah I, I would say give it maybe two years yeah and oh. you're gonna start seeing starbucks original series yeah and stuff like that. but i am oh, seeing a resurgence yeah. of like we talk about boots riley we've talked about sure. um, oh, right. spike yeah, lee is, is producing again yeah in the, the last, last black uh, man in San Francisco, whoever's do, whoever does right, that, yeah. Jordan Peele, right? Yeah, blind yeah. spotting, yeah. yeah. All and of it, and yeah. it reminds me of like that. You know, you guys were talking about Even coming out uh, of Black Panther. I love oh, that sure. Black Panther becomes an <laughs> Oakland story. Thank you. Right. Starting in Oakland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're talking fifty years of Black Panther, where right. I don't think Oakland was ever mentioned. Right. right. Exactly. Coogler being from right. from the Bay. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it, there we are. I, you know, the the, the nineties was a. a it was a great time because of the Spike Lees and, and uh, films and, and yeah. the Singleton films. They, right. There was a definite. Hudlin, Reginald Hudlin. Hudlin, yeah, oh, yeah the Hudlin oh, yeah, brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hudlin even is, remember, yeah. like, even Matty Rich. Remember Matty That's Rich? Right. He did Straight out of Brooklyn. Straight out of Brooklyn. Oh. And, you oh, know, yeah. you remember Matty no, Rich? No, no, I don't. Yeah. yeah, 14, 15 year old kid who got to yeah. direct and produce or whatever. We thought he was wow. going to be big. Yeah. But he turned out to be a one hit wonder, but someone invested in him. Uh-huh. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But he. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, no, I was just going to say, also the women. I mean, you know, the color purple. Uh, um, what's the um, – oh, doggone it. Um, Alice Walker. Alice was Walker, but there's also McMillan. Sil- uh, Sylvia McMillan. Oh, oh, uh, oh shoot. Terry what was that movie? Terry McMillan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the movie, too. Um, uh, I can't remember uh, it. Julie Dash. House, uh, House, House got her groove back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, waiting to exhale. Yeah. Waiting to exhale. That was the one. Yeah, Julie one. Dash, Daughters of the Dust. You know, yeah. that, that oh. was around at the time when oh, when yeah. a lot of that all those black that movies were coming right. out. Yeah, yes. yeah. But that was considered like the independent film that didn't really get the, the right. worldwide recognition. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it'd be hitting but all these art houses that we had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you knew, you know, and especially if you were black, because we were following all these black filmmakers who were basically, you know, you know, 
following what Spike mm-hmm. and, and, and right. John and all of them mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. done. It, it was a beautiful time because, you know, even when we were doing like our little independent films, you know, we had our little little crew oh, yeah. of little yes. Spike Lee's, yes. you know, doing like little uh, short films Jamo. and stuff like that. Yeah. Maurice mm-hmm. Lee, uh, Maurice Jamal, shout Jamal, out to Mo. Yeah. And, and, you know, just all, we, we just, we wanted to be a part of that in whatever way possible even if it was just doing films that either no one is, was ever going to see mm-hmm. but we all knew it was a it was they were all stepping stones towards you know being that next Denzel right. and that yeah. next this or right. or writer well, we could see or an director. opportunity where there hadn't been mm-hmm. one before suddenly exactly. there were opportunities <laughs> and now where we are now is you know we have a million streaming platforms and platforms for all of this work mm-hmm. to come out and 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 we're seeing a lot more people behind the scenes. I'm personal plug. I'm doing. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a part of four episodes of um, a new series for Apple TV Plus called mm. Truth Be Told, uh-huh. and it's 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 one of their um, mini uh, original shows that they're doing. So basically, Apple TV Plus uh-huh. did. You know, they're they're doing. Uh, they have their own streaming network. Right. So Truth Be Told, and th- again, the yay. Truth Be Told mm-hmm. is created. It's based on a book by Kathleen Barber. Mm-hmm. It's created by Michelle Tramble Spellman, who's mm-hmm. from the Bay, from, uh-huh. from uh, Alameda. Um, I, uh, her husband, one of my best friends, Malcolm Spellman, yeah. is a consulting producer on it. He's the showrunner for uh, the new Falcon Winter Soldier series that's uh-huh. going to be coming oh. out on Disney+. Plus. <coughs> um, ben Watkins, who was also uh, who I toured uh, with at uh, Kaiser Permanente, uh-huh. he's another consulting producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had his series Hand of God with uh, Amazon TV. He has a couple of other projects in the works. Right. Um, and so he's doing nice. – he's from the Bay. Um, uh, Fantastic Negrito, who I mentioned a few minutes right. ago, mm-hmm. he uh, – you know, two-time uh, Grammy Award winning artist mm-hmm. – he provided uh, a couple of songs for the for it. He's actually in the first episode with me. Oh, nice. That and it takes place in Oakland. And one of huh. the yeah, and one nice. of the some of the scenes that are, are that are depicted uh, is a black biker bar, which you know we uh-huh. have those, right, which know. we have yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it that's 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 being shown in the oh right, and it stars Ron Cephas Jones. It stars uh, from This Is Us. It stars Octavia Spencer. Mm. She's like oh the right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Like High Pfeiffer, Michael yeah. Beach. Uh, Tracy Toms, uh, uh, j- just a, 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 a plethora of black actors. Nice. In, 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 a, in, in a series that I, I don't believe was actually, you know, specific, you know, specifically black, but right. Nichelle took it and, and I'm in it. So, you know, nice. yeah, yeah. So it, it, and this is on a new streaming network, you mm-hmm. know, so it, we're definitely, we, we definitely have bigger and better opportunities. The struggle's right. still real. Oh, yeah. The struggle's yeah. Right, still right, real. Right. Yeah. The numbers tell you. It, this the num- is still oh, yeah. n- no, not enough representation. But look at, like, Watchmen, the new Watchmen series. That's Regina right. King is headlining mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, that's her show. You know, it's like right. things like that. We see that. And, you know, mm-hmm. we see how that progress And that's slick. I, and I you haven't know? seen the show because I was I, – the movie tired me out. And I love I, I love comics. And, uh-huh, I love, uh-huh. and I love that love that series. Yeah. The movie tired me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check out the series. But, no, it's but a, then I started reading like stuff level. about the series, mm-hmm. and like when everybody got so upset about the um, what was it? Um, the was first it episode, Wall Street, the Tulsa riots. Yeah, the yeah. Tulsa riots. Mm-hmm. Um, and America's like, what was this? And I'm like, oh my god, a comic book story is about to educate America. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, it's yes. just a part of American yeah. history that yeah. a lot of America just yeah. chose to forget. Yeah, but but actually it, happened. Yeah, but yeah. it's interesting you mentioned Regina King because there are a lot of um, I'm seeing movies. 
where black women are being put in as, you know, the, the like I looked at the Joker, you know, the uh-huh. leading woman was a, a woman, uh, mm-hmm. Zazie Beetz. Mm-hmm. Oh, woman. right, right, Zazie right. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of something else. Well, uh, Spider-Man, Mary Jane is now a black woman. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Zadaya from <laughs> Oakland. Zadaya, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, live, uh, not too far, used to live uh, yeah. not too far from me from my children's hospital. I believe uh-huh. she's dating, uh-huh. there. I think she's dating Clay Thompson, I think. Is she? I, yeah, I saw oh, a wow. picture, so okay. who knows. Uh, all right, <laughs> all right. But we're seeing, you know, uh, black people, black, especially black women, putting right. in these unorthodox roles. And I sure. don't get the feeling of, well, we need to, you know, Color, we need to color up our storyline. So let's throw right. a black person in there, a token black. No, I get the feeling that we are becoming an integrated part well, of. Well, hopefully we're past that era. Yeah. Hopefully the era of the token is about gone because mm-hmm. <laughs> that used to be tired. Yeah. Well, it is tiring. And, and it, it, I mean, it's it's necessary, but it, it also shouldn't even be an issue. Right. Um, right. I remember uh, uh, Aber DuVernay. Uh, received a diversity award from somewhere mm-hmm. and she she was there you know she went there she proudly accepted it and but she did mention in her speech you know it's a shame that it has to be this aw- type of award has to exist right. in a culture and a business that should just naturally naturally be inclusive reflect yeah, yeah and reflect the world as yeah. it is yes maybe there are parts parts where obviously yes there are probably more white people and you don't see a black face for miles but when you're making stories, mm-hmm. you know, representation matters. Yeah, absolutely. And, and oh, you yeah. know, when we grow up seeing the people that we see, oh. you know, that sticks. That sticks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look at Black Panther. I, I remember seeing this this one little video where, you know, this is right when it came out. See, the two little black boys, you know, they just got out of seeing Black Panther. There's the big old Black Panther poster. And they're pointing, that's me, that's me, that's me. Wow, right. that's awesome. And that's a beautiful thing because yeah. you see that and you're like, these little black kids are, are, are uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're seeing themselves. And, mm-hmm. and that's exactly right. Yeah. Right. right. And that's going to stick as they get older. Yeah. It's, it's cracked know? me up as we've gone through, like, the 50th and 40th anniversaries of all these shows, like Diane Carroll, Julia. And America goes, oh, there's a show. It's like, what are you talking about? There's a show. My family, <laughs> everybody mm-hmm. sat down to watch that show. Star Trek. Yes. The show oh, Nichols. The show Nichols, we yes. Yeah. We're, we know every one of them. Bill Cosby. Yeah. yeah. You know, Love I, I Spy was not a black show. Yeah. But there was Bill Cosby being black. But then this is the Cosby show and what right. that represented. Right. And yeah. in a different world and what that did re- represented right. during the time in the 90s when right. that, you yeah. know, that, 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 um, that black awareness resurgence yeah. actually happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw yesterday Uncut Gems, which is a Adam Sandler uh, drama. Oh. But a cameo appearance was John Amos, and I was like, "Fantastic, Ooh. John Amos is back!" And oh, I want—I've got to see him back again. And of course, Good Times. Yeah. One question I had for you, Rico: How did you break into uh, L.A. and and film? I'm sure a yeah. lot of folks who are listening are like, "Oh, I want to, I want to, I want to be just like him." You know, yeah. it, it's it's um, it's just a thing where it's just like a natural progression. Eventually, you can only do. So much, and I here in the Bay. Yeah, right. Again, True. Always, always happy for my experiences. <laughs> Bless you. Um, I, I, you can only do so much. You have to grow. Yeah. And that that natural growth uh, turned into I need to move to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting nowadays though because you have the Bay, which, like I say, is a great you know great stepping stone and start, and then you have L.A. But now you have Atlanta. You know, which, right. which is almost the dirty, dirty. Yeah. yeah, the dirty, dirty, dirty south. It, it's almost, if not bigger, at this point than L.A. And to consider, I'm I'm looking at the possibility 
like breaking news of, of looming there just because oh, interesting. yeah because stuff's yeah. happening it, stuff's happening there i mean mm-hmm. I, and i mean tyler, yeah, tyler perry just had opened tyler up perry his thing. Stuff. yeah right. but then you know a lot of marvel shot there um mm-hmm. uh, i think parts of endgame and, and most of black panther was shot i mean wakanda mm-hmm. was basically uh atlanta in in, <laughs> in most most senses we did shoot a lot here in california too obviously you know parts of I think it was Chinatown in Oakland mm. that, that they shot mm-hmm. it and a couple other spots. But, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a growing uh, institution that, um, that keeps growing. I mean, uh, Black Lightning was shot there, yeah. obviously, uh, mm. or is shot there. Walking Dead, uh, yeah. Homeland. I mean, there's tons of in a lot of movies. So, yeah, yeah it, but, you know, it's a natural progression. If, 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 if you've done all you can, you have to move it forward. Sure. And, yeah. Did you did you need like I don't know like everyone talks about needing uh, a connection or knowing people or whatever? Did you have a special agent or did you just go there and just audition? Well, my personal story had to do with the fact that um, I was still doing Kaiser Permanente's educational theater mm-hmm. programs, and uh, they're here in the Bay, but there's also a Southern California uh, branch of it. Okay, and so basically a spot opened and i was planning on moving down to la anyway but when that spot opened it pushed it pushed all that back a few months mm-hmm. i was like okay i guess i'm moving down in two months as opposed to like six months yeah um so that was and that was a great um that was great as far as job security yeah you know now I, okay i got a job i got money coming in my pocket you know now i just got to focus on getting an agent or getting a manager auditioning, getting myself out there, getting my mm-hmm. name out there and all yeah. that. So yeah. I had that advantage. But mm-hmm. um, even if I didn't, I was just, you know, I was planning on making, pr- pretty much making my last year be that year, mm-hmm. just a few months later. Yeah. I was going to move down. I did have some friends down there. So, cool. you know, there, 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 there was that little bit of cushion. You know, sure. I crashed on my buddy Malcolm pow- uh, couch for a while, mm-hmm. for a few months. Yeah. And, um, you know, you just got to meet people. Um one of the first things I wanted to do was really get out there and go to some events and, and meet actors, you know, via, like, you know, friends that I have down there. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to get into the theater scene. Again, being from a theater oh, town like uh-huh. the Bay, you really wanted to get in, in into doing what you – what what was par- a part of your life and sure. your career. Yeah. So I got into the theater scene there. Um, uh, one of the first plays I did was with the Roby Theater Company, which is a theater company that was created by uh, Danny Glover and Ben Guillory. Oh, nice. Both mm. from the Bay. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and they, they that's been around for, I think, 30-plus years now. Mm-hmm. So I was in a, uh, the Haitian trilogy for the love of freedom mm-hmm. uh, with that. And then, um, you know, I, I ended up doing other, other, you know, being a part of other theater companies. Sure. And uh, productions and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you know, you just and just meeting people and growing and just yeah. you know having that set group of people that you can always mm-hmm. you know hang out with or or you know get information about yeah. bounce stuff ideas off of mm-hmm. create work with yeah that type of thing. And you know you just grow. You know it's 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 um, just keeping your hustle. I mean you know you keep working and, yeah. and you keep meeting people. Yeah. Yeah yeah and and you know it's it's not you know it's not who you know it's who knows you in a lot of ways mm-hmm. and and it's. Because you know, look, you're you're a cool person. You're a nice person. You're a good actor. You're not an a hole. People are going to remember you, and they're going to remember you for this project and that project. Mm-hmm. I can remember the countless times when people would be like, "Rick, hey, haven't heard from you know, we haven't talked in a while. 
hope you're doing well. Listen, I came across a project that I thought you'd be great for. Da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're interested. I don't even know if this is still your number. But if it is, get back to me. <laughs> let me know. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it, but nowadays, you know, we have different ways we can but do it. But you can't it. just nice. wait for the phone to ring either. You, you can't you write. Yeah, you have to create your own work. I mean, it really helps to do so. If, yeah. if it's if it's just a short film, if mm-hmm. it's if it's an audio project, if it's something, anything, you mm-hmm. know, stay busy and stay stay creative. You know? Yeah, I I use the analogy the pencil. You know, you got to keep your pencil sharp. I mean, you have to, you know, whether it's theater projects or whatever, or stage readings or what have you. Yeah. Because the minute the phone rings and you've got to perform. You've got to have it. You got to get ready so you don't be stay stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It, it's it's and you know when when people do remember you and they they do um, you, you know that's when a lot of opportunities happen. Yeah. Um, I, I I am currently in a in a horror film that is I'm that I'm the star of. Nice. Because the writer slash director of that film. He and I and another actor in the film, we were all in this uh, infomercial class together uh-huh. doing a weight loss project, okay. uh, a product. And, yeah, he wrote this horror film. It's called Get Gone. Okay. And he, um, he, he wrote it. We shot it up in uh, Oregon. Uh-huh. And um, it's currently doing really well on the film festival circuit. Nice. Um, like, extremely well. We just, uh, we just did one two weeks ago at the Another Hole in the Head. Yeah. Film festival in San Francisco. Yeah, um, we I got best actor award at nice. the uh, Action on Film Festival in Vegas. We've had screenings in um, Portland, Oregon, yeah. and and uh, down in Seal Beach. Just got picked up by Sony as oh. for distribution. Wow! And Ooh. it will currently be in AMC theaters starting uh, the middle of basically next month. It'll be out on video of on demand. In February, the middle of February, I believe February 11th. Yeah. Um, Get Gone. Get Gone. It's a horror film. It's a horror film where the black man is the hero and he don't die. (laughs) First. Yeah. He don't die. Let's just put it that way. Right on. And and he wrote it with that in mind. Yeah. This is my buddy Michael Thomas Daniel. A white dude, and uh-huh. he was like, I wrote that part with you in mind because, uh. A, I love your acting, but, B, mm-hmm. I wanted to create a hero where that didn't die. Just kind of go against that. Yeah. That's every time. But it just goes back to the fact that these are the things that, you know, these, you know, you, you keep those, you know, you form those relationships. You keep them. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, be cool. Be a good person and just have yeah. fun with what you do and live your life. But, you know, yeah, you got to do what you do. I've known norman for like two thousand years and you know <laughs> and you know we keep up in touch off and well, on on and facebook but to see with you know because i remember you know you know the story people go to la people go to new york yeah. and most of them don't come back but a good percentage a of them do a lot of them do and even yeah. the ones who yeah. don't come back end up doing something else but rico kept finding that next way forward mm-hmm. and i was like okay damn yeah yay. it's a wonderful it's success crazy. story and just yeah. listening i mean we've had all sorts of writers and creatives and p- young folks who are you know trying to break into you know whatever and you can get the sense that oh gee it needs a little bit of luck you know mm-hmm. i've got to but it just takes hard work and it takes being good you know we've talked yeah. about community you know the theater community and just being good to people working on someone else's projects you have no idea what 
project is going to be. It may just be a dead end or whatever, but you have no idea who's listening. Sure. Mm-hmm. You have no idea, you know, where that project will lead to. I mean, I'm sure you had no idea the horror movie will get all these accolades. I mean, you never know. As it is. Yeah. Sometimes they just get lost in, in the, you know, in the world of um, uh, uh, film festivals. Sure. Sometimes it doesn't even get as far as the film festival. Sometimes right. it's just a cool project that you have great scenes for your reel on. Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you really never know. But like you were saying, you know, you got to get ready. Right. You got to be ready to, to, to go once, you know, strike once that iron is hot. This iron is getting extremely, extremely hot. And <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. It's mm-hmm. such a beautiful thing. Um, it's a great testament to, you know, just just doing what you do. You know, I tell people all the time, study. Mm-hmm. Got to study. Um, study your craft. No, you know, yeah. don't don't just think that just because you have, you know, 100,000, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, exaggerating, over-exaggerating, but, you know, like um, Instagram followers, that, that it does help. It does help. Unfortunately, sure. a lot of people do look at casting, you know, casting people based yeah. on the number of followers you have. It's like your Nielsen mm. ratings today. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you still need to know and appreciate and study the craft and really respect the craft as a whole and just because mm-hmm. you're cute doesn't mean that you're gonna you know you're gonna make it you know yeah i mean you can be as popular as you want but it, that's right. not that's only gonna get you so far exactly exactly i think i remember the last time we bumped into each other i think did it? you come up for there was a short film short and they did a Fili- filipino film festival maybe you weren't there but your film was in it um, esperanza katubig yes uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kaiser yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah. nico sapita yes yeah, it was yeah. A daily city <coughs> they, there was a showing in Daly City. Okay, were you there? Yeah. Why don't Why don't I remember this? Well, I, I, it may have shown two days. I just okay. I came out for one because I was in. I don't even remember what the other film was. Okay. But I was, oh, I know what it was. Oh lordy, <laughs> crazy stuff. One of those. Um, films, yeah. Yeah. I just. Yeah. It was. So we did run into each other. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I remember sitting there thinking, we're on the same screen together. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nice. Sharing, sharing that festival love. And that was a yeah. while ago because she moved back right after that. Yes, yeah, Burns is here. Yeah. She's here, yeah. She, she, but she, was, she had been down in L.A. Right. Yeah, she was, she was doing that thing also. Yeah. So. Right on. What you yeah. do. We've gone beyond the hour mark, but man, it's oh, been hey. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Birthdays? Uh, yeah, a pile of them. And it's weird because there's a bunch of them that are the first, and I didn't bother to differentiate. But today is Rebecca Ennels, who uh, – oh, that was other good news I didn't share. She's the artistic director at the uh, San Francisco Shakespeare Festival. I did uh, awesome. Free Shakespeare in the Park last summer, and I am up for a role in Lear next summer. So right we'll on. Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Congratulations, and happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Eric Hayashi. Um, I met Eric when he was at Asian American Theater Company when they were back on Arguello Street and had this beautiful space. Yeah. Um, he was the artistic director. And then he went on to do something with the NEA for a minute, and I think he's back in the Bay. Anyway, he's birthdays today. Um, Coming up this week, uh, Sophia Sophia Ahmad, a young actress. First time I got hired by somebody just out of the blue as a director. And uh, and she ended up being my lead, and Mm. she was fantastic. What was the show called? Oh, God. I can't even remember. But it was about a fictional country that had created uh, shit bombs, love missile. That's what it was <laughs> called. It's called the love missile, shit and bomb. they had these bombs that were shit. They were made out of shit, but when they landed, when they exploded, everybody fell in love. Hmm. Okay. It okay. It was a bizarre show. Well, there you go. Uh, David Fissel, old high school buddy of mine, is born on the thirty-first. Okay. And uh, and we did. What did we do first? Um, ca- not care. Carnival. 
mm-hmm. Carnival, um, which is one of those bizarre musicals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We uh, and then went through high school together. Right. right. Um, Where did you go to high school, by the way? Claremont High School, Claremont. Southern Cal. Okay. In Southern right. Cal. Yeah. I came up here after oh. I finished that. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Joanne Winters, one of the people, uh, founders of Word for Word. Uh, her birthday's coming up this week. Jordan Weiner, who teaches uh, theater at Berkeley. Hi. Okay. Um, and I met him through, oh gosh, I think it was through one of the small companies in Berkeley. So he's the new uh, I mean Berkeley in teacher? He's been there he's for been a while there. now. Oh, okay. All in right. fact, it's weird. Her birthday's not coming up, but uh, somebody I went to high school with is just about to retire from running the program down in Claremont High. Oh, wow. And, and my yeah. niece is going there. So she said, I finally told her that you're my uncle. And she said, oh, my God, everything <laughs> just stopped. <laughs> Small world. Small. It was funny. Uh, Tony Kelly, who had Fifth Description, mm-hmm. uh, kind of stepped out of pol- for politics and has been a community activist over in San Fran um, since. But back in the day, Fifth Description was my regular paycheck. <laughs> yeah, love yeah. Company. Uh, Richard Bunker is an East Bay guy, and uh, he I met him as an actor. He's been directing a lot in East Bay Theater. Uh, Jane Wenger is um, many things. She's a director. I met her with the Bay Area, uh, Bay Area Playwrights Festival as one of the readers, and we would go up to her little house in Tiburon, and we would sit and read all these scripts. That was back when they used to get two or 300 scripts per season submission. Now they get like 500. Life has changed. <laughs> Um, Michael Lange, who is gone, he's no longer with mm, us, but yeah. his birthday is coming up this mm-hmm. week. Yeah, I know. When you were talking about those people, because there's always those people who are ahead of the wave. And yeah. so they're creative and they're making things happen as much as they can. And then that next wave hits and, yeah. you know, they just they just weren't, you know, it just happened right after them. Mike, right, go ahead. No, I was just, just real quick. Michael Lange is uh, just for... You know, some of the old heads out here. His brother of mm-hmm. Ted Lange, who played yeah. Isaac on, on wow. the show. Wow. I remember yeah. Ted Lange, yeah. Uh-huh. But Michael was a mover and shaker. In, in and he played Malcolm X for, for the longest. Oh. I kept waiting for yeah. him to like, let somebody else step in. I, I, I did a, 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 a production of The Meeting uh, in, yeah. in Los Angeles, and I played uh, Malcolm X. And I actually um, I actually hit up uh, 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 Michael just to, you know, just mm-hmm. just have a conversation. Just to have a conversation. You know, I, I guess kind of inadvertently get the blessing from him, you know, yeah. to, yeah. you know, to, to do it. And because and it was it was a project that I really I, I, I produced it. Wow. Um, the meeting. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. fantastic. It was a yeah. No, <coughs> that was a that was an annual. He he was doing that yeah. forever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace and happy yeah. birthday. Uh, Brian Yates Sharber, um, wonderful actor, singer. um and I'm not sure what he's up to anymore. Last time I bumped into him, he was moving. I think he's in San Fran, or he was in San Fran. Okay. And I'm like, anytime that man is on stage, he's just fantastic. <laughs> so his birthday. And then the last one is Desdemona Chang, who is a stage manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in fact, has been working. She travels. She travels the West Coast mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time she's posting something, I'm like, where are you now, Seattle? <laughs> and where, yeah. where in the world is? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she's just been working. Her there you go. And, and I met her back. Uh, I did a show in Theater Works 20 mm-hmm. years ago. Uh-huh. And she was an assistant stage manager back then, but she's been working nice. pretty consistently. we got to get more tech folk on here. I mean, we always have the creatives and I whatever. do have a dude that I want yeah. to hit up. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and my um, – I've got a bunch of folks who uh, graduated with me at, from Duke Ellington School of the Arts wow. who got their 50th birthday. Um, today's birthday, Amanda Clemens, uh, she and I shared the stage. She's a young one. She's 24 years old now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did 110 in the Shade where I was Bill Starbuck. 
uh, at the DMT, the Douglas Morrison Theater. So happy mm-hmm. birthday, Amanda. Um, on Friday, yesterday, uh, Charles Dunham, he and I were in the theater department at Duke Ellington. Hopefully he's still acting. I've got to connect with uh, my old theater folks. I had a friend of mine who was like, hey, I hear you do podcasting. Can you show me, you know, the ropes and all that sort of stuff? So mm-hmm. I'm always uh, just happy to. Here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Demarcus Williams, also a graduate of Duke Ellington. He's a dancer. Uh-huh. Uh, fierce. Really, really fierce. Um, Tuesday, um, New Year's Eve, Lynn Aylward, and we had her on, uh-huh. budding uh, playwright. Oh. And uh, she turned 63, a young 63. Wow. Awesome. Um, also, uh, Michael Thomas Tower, he's actually – so my first time coming to the Bay, I came in 1997. About a couple of years later, he formed a group called Bay Stage, and we did three yeah. productions, and he was the – he ran Bay Stage. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was his money, and uh, so that was my break into uh, the Bay Area theater community. Mm-hmm. So I'm always grateful for Michael Tower. It, it's always great because I, I love the fact that the Bay Area, you know, we, we've we created so many, like, little theater companies. Right. You know, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and so many different, you know, works from that. that. That's one of, like, fond memories that I have, you yeah. know, just being a part of just the, maybe they make didn't go anywhere. Happen. But, right. yeah, but you're right. making it happen, you know. Yeah. And, and just, you know. Performing new works and things yes. like that. Yes. It's, it's, it's beautiful to hear that. And that yeah. little audience getting to see yeah. that thing that you created. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you know, the interesting yeah. thing about Michael Tower, who's now in San Diego. Uh-huh. So basically, he had a dream. He was writing all of these plays. He was an ordained minister. And then uh-huh. he basically told his wife, I'm gay, so I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I've got to do my thing. And right. so he broke out. And he write the, he you know wrote these things. And he brought us, us young folks. We were in our 20s when mm-hmm. we joined him. But the money ran out, you know. He right. uh, he, you know, he just had a dream. But still, the dream lives yeah. on. I mean, I'm still doing, you know, basically what he's doing. And mm-hmm. a lot of the folks who are part of Bay Stage have moved on to other things. So mm-hmm. dreams can die, but they still sort of live on. Oh yeah. Um, oh, they do. Okay, so Michael, uh, happy birthday to you. Also, I uh, think the last person. Um, See, these are these names. I don't know where I know these. Stephen Caddis. I don't know if the, uh, that ring name rings mm-hmm. bell. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm sure he's an actor. I'm sure I've worked with him, and his uh. birthday is on January the second. And that's it. Uh, any shows? I no, because we're coming to the new year. No, I mean yeah. there's the reading on uh, January twelfth with three girls. Um, oh, is this the uh, uh, piano? Fi- not piano fight, but uh, no. playground. No, it's not playground. Uh, okay. Victoria Erville is the playwright. She did you meet Victoria? Was she gone? Were you gone before this? She no. came into African American Shakes as they sort of went to the next stage of things. Okay. Um, and so now she's become a writer. So. Okay. And she's working with this organization, Playground. There's Playground in LA as well. Now that I yeah, I know about Playground. Yeah. Wow, Playground's extended, huh? Yeah. They for years, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but she's part of the playground pool of writers, and she wrote a beautiful piece this month. It was it was gorgeous, very nice. Um, and so she's got a full length coming up in January, January twelfth. Okay, uh, where at? Uh, with the Three Girls uh, Theater Company. Oh, okay. We 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 mentioned it last time, I think. Sure, I'll and I'll, I'll, get, I'll and put I'll a get link more to information. it. Yeah. So there are a couple of shows, and we've talked about it last week. I'll just plug it in again. A New Brain, the Tabard Theater. Mm-hmm. It opens January the 10th through the 26th. Our good friend Marla Cox, fierce black singer, mm-hmm. uh, will be in it. Um, also, How to Transcend a Happy Marriage, the Custom Made Theater is doing that. Huh. January the 17th through February the 9th. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I think Alan Coyne may be in I it. I thought you said Alan Coyne was in it. Yeah. yeah. Vinegar Tom. Shotgun players. It's still going. It's still okay. going. Um, it ends January the 5th. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Celia Maurice, uh, it will be right. in that. 
I also want to plug two other things. Uh, my good friend Radhika Rao has a uh, – she's teaching at ACT right. for uh, Intro to Improv. Right. Uh, I met Radhika because she and I – This is that's the other thing I'll plug. Well, let me finish this plug. Basically, um, she's looking for students to get involved in improv for act uh, mm-hmm. um, introduction to improv. You'll have, learn a lot, and you'll have a lot of fun. Click on the link. We'll have a link there. Mm-hmm. Um, ACT is fantastic. Roddick's fantastic. And uh, the second thing that I'll plug, I'll have a stage reading of I've written a couple of one acts right. called The Edge. Mm-hmm. You talk about science fiction, and I've written a couple of science fiction sort of based on Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. but also based on social issues. And right. there will be – Eight one acts. So basically, awesome. each Sunday we'll have two different one acts. Right. So the first Sunday will be a two sets of one acts, and then another two sets of one acts after that, and then after right. that, and then right. after that. Right. We'll have a collection of nine actors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be stage reading, so it'll be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be at the uh, Regatta Room here at One Embarcadero West, Yay. and I'll send you all details. And that'll be in April. Right. Of uh, the four Sundays in April. That's it. Um, Shoot me that info. I, 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 my guy. <laughs> I love I love seeing the original works. You know, I miss mm-hmm. it. I, oh, I, I'm you. not up here a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, if you're here, I would love to have you. you yeah. Know, like I mm-hmm. said, it'll be free. Yeah. And I'm, I'll give cool. you a copy of A Four Men in Paris. I'd love to have you read that. I would love okay. to. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> Anything cool. you want to plug? Um, well, uh, along with everything that I was mentioning in terms of Get Gone, which is the, the big project, mm-hmm. and uh, Truth Be Truth Told. Truth Be Told, was, yeah. Was right. that that on Apple TV. Yeah, so I, I was recently cast um, in a movie about uh, Ernie Banks. And right uh, for, yeah, for people who don't know, Ernie Banks was a uh, uh, baseball player. Yeah, with the Kansas City Monarks. Yeah, and uh. I'm and I'm playing the uh. great Buck O'Neill. Huh? Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, the great Buck O'Neill, oh, uh-huh. who who was a legend in his own right. right. Yeah, and Negro and leagues, the Negro leagues, and also I yeah. uh, was the uh, yeah, I'm probably killing this the first uh, manager to transcend over into the into the major leagues oh, yeah. as well as a manager. Uh-huh. I believe it was the Chicago Cubs. Could be killing that whole story, but mm-hmm. I think it yeah. might be the, the Cubs. But he was also very uh, prominent in um, uh, bringing the Negro Leagues uh, into the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, um, and oh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He, he passed away, I believe, in 06. So yeah. Um, well, if, so. if anyone's familiar with Ken Burns' baseball, Buck O'Neill is that, featured yeah. heavily right. in yes, that. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm still doing research. I'm still mm-hmm. learning about him. Yeah. And, but I'm, I'm getting ready for that, and that's mm-hmm. going to be shot in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, so far from the last time I heard it, it was months la- months ago, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Mr. Nice. Louis Gossett is going to be a part oh. of it. And my understanding is he will probably be playing the elder Ernie Banks. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, that makes so, sense. Yeah, so everything is in the works. Yeah. But – it's it's happening. So very proud about that, and and right um, you know to be portraying uh, a very prominent uh, figure in, in, in mm-hmm. American history. I oh like to yeah, say. It yes. or I even it say is. black history, right. American history. Right. No, that's fantastic. Know. It sounds like you're blowing up. I mean, I, I get people who are going to be listening to this be like, hey, this Rico Anderson. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, or who, mm-hmm. you know, even sooner, they'll say, "Wow, right. that's him!" Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, you that's know, awesome, man. Keeping that struggle alive, man, and keep right keep on. Doing it. Yeah. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. I, it, I'm so glad that we were able to do this, and and <laughs> and, and and you know, Norman reconnect with you, oh, and, yeah. and this, this is a great conversation, guys. You know, I love it. Fantastic. Love it. Thank no, you no, for having I'm me. Yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you. You've really helped us out. All right, and, and also I want to give a special thanks to everyone who's been listening to the Yay. This is our second. We're going going to our third year. I can't ah, believe that we've lasted this long. Did we start? When did we start? We started in what, ni- what, 2017, what month, April 2017. Oh, okay. 
So we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah. And I've talked to a bunch of folks. They're like, oh, man, I loved. I had I had lunch with Rod Corral oh, yesterday. Yeah. Okay. And she talked about starting her own podcast. People are being Yay. inspired by what we're doing. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, here's my blurb. You can find the Apple. You, you of course you're listening to this already, but tell your friends. You can listen to the Yay on any podcast app that you listen to. Apple Podcast app. Uh, we're on Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. If you're an old stogie like me and you listen to your podcast on a laptop or a desktop, you can go on iTunes mm-hmm. and find us. Uh, if you are an Android user, you can use the SoundCloud app or just go on SoundCloud.com. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm at Red Space Clay. I'm at Hoosier Hoosier. Rico, do you uh, do the social media? I, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, yeah. Underscore Rico Anderson for Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am Rico Anderson for Twitter. Rico E. Anderson for Facebook. And I have a website, RicoAnderson.com. Right on. And yeah. we'll plug all of that. And I would say if any uh, directors are looking for an actor, but I think you'll be really, really busy. There's always I'm, time for <laughs> new projects. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, hit me up. Hit me up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. I'm and always I'm, interested. Always. And, and if you've seen Rico in, you know, television or, or whatever, hit him up and tell him what you what you think about his work. He was like, hey, man, I saw you, and it was just, you know, you're just fantastic. So. And, and also, if, if everyone can, I mean, definitely follow me on all the social media platforms that I mentioned, mm-hmm. but also go into my IMDb page. Uh, IMDb, for people who don't know, is called the Internet Net Movie, Data, Database. Movie Database. Internet yeah. Movie Database. And, you know, the more clicks, it, it just it helps your ratings. Sure. And I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 when, that. yeah. Whenever you click on it, it you know, it has a point, and it, it, it brings you mm-hmm. closer to stardom, you know, yeah. and all that. And, uh-huh. and it really helps in terms of, you know, especially yeah. projects like, you know, like, like Get Gone, which is coming out. It yeah. really helps mm-hmm. with the ratings and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So nice. Yeah. Hey, everyone That's in the great. yay community, you know, hit up Rico Anderson and go on internetmediadatabase.com, click on a link. It'll help him out. We've got to help each other out. And as we always say, we've got to find a better sign off. <laughs> Thank you, and we are out, and happy holidays, everyone, and uh, we'll see you in 2020. <laughs>